0: Hello and welcome in the back pocket, Georgie Parker here, Nathan Brown, is flat as anything because Bitcoin is on its way Dipping. down, joining me.
1: GP, it'll be back, it'll be back, it'll it's be... just a hold, you'll, you'll see one day.
0: And the best golfer out of us three, Brendan Goddard, joining us as well.
1: Georgie, Brownie.
2: You off scratch, PJ? Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, was... Not scratch on the betting front, that's for sure.
0: No, you're not scratch at all with that because you've, you've had a bit of a tough trot at the moment. Let's have a listen to what you went as your sure thing for the $100 play last week. Sure
2: thing. Oh, surely, surely this gets up this week. It's Adelaide, Brisbane over total points. So you're uh, just going straight. One hundred dollars on 168.5 Do points.
0: Yeah, grim.
2: <laughs> 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 I, I understand the roller coaster now that punters. Have whilst, that, whilst watching football, the point was, five is a killer. It was excruciating.
0: And, and when you were watching it, we have a little WhatsApp group. You had that coming through, and you go, "I need eight points in seven minutes."
2: Oh, yeah, and that went really well, didn't it? (laughs) So, and you you backed me up and said, you're home, no need to worry about it. As time just kept ticking, oh, I'm going, it's getting worse. (laughs)
0: Sweating, And it
2: was down to the last 30 seconds, if we really want to uh you're an efficient b- man
1: you're an efficient man so uh, uh, something i took a snap of this morning was your actual wallet now it did surprise me that you've actually got your own initial sign on <laughs> your wallet here that's a gift from uh, lovely wallet. the old bee. that does look like a gift look at that
2: out. key though brownie yeah you're the key carnival <laughs> <with it. laughs> <laughs> a
1: little bit of product placement there for bj but bj just in case you ever lose yourself you got your name on your wallet that's great stuff
2: willing to hand it back and they're a good samaritan
0: well brownie you had an integration. You've to got to do these, and let's have a listen to what you said. Was you thought this was going to be a good thing? Goodwill punting.
1: Also, mm. well, I thought I'd get my inner goodwill punting going, and my Matt Damon. Now, let's have a look at this
2: because if I you
1: think Mal will make it I am a Getting better. Sorry. What oh, are you do? Sorry. That's people's work. You can't graffiti here
2: looks
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't right. It <That> was awkward. Yeah, <laughs> it <laughs> was, was awkward. But I did that last week and I said Melbourne would score 114 points or thereabouts. 112 of the Demons scored. Yeah. That's called goodwill oh, punting. Well. well, it's called a loss. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's called
2: no, a loss. No, it's not. No. It's called a loss. Are you watching that loss. live like I was? Just stressing? About... No, not at all. I don't stress, BJ. No. Yeah, so you don't of course. Stress. That's why your skin's so lovely. <laughs>
0: no, but what you do do, you do find value, don't you?
1: Hi there George, let's have a look at the value hunters. As I talk about every week, the 25-plus disposal market is where you need to be. Bailey Dale's getting very short. So, too, is Sam Docherty. Really short in the 25. So, where's the value outside of a few others? Tom Green has been good to me this year. Noah Anderson and Caleb Sarong. very, very good. Jack Sinclair, they keep putting up a price. He keeps getting the disposals, and they keep putting up a big price. So, too, did Daniel Rich. But the value in there is Anderson, Sarong through to Sinclair. I think Sinclair, again this week, and here's some goal scorer markets. So Dunkley's been very good in the last few weeks. Crisp, you took him last week. But I want to talk about Levi Casbolt and Marbio Chol. probably should be in there. We couldn't fit him on the page, but Marbio Chol because I think this week Alex Keith will go to Levi Casbolt, which will leave Marvio Chole I think he's mm. $1.77 to kick two-plus goals. And what I like about Choll is when he gets it, he does not miss. So he's my man for two goals this week. No, I like
0: it. Crispy, he was very good last week. I had a bit of a stiff loss with him as well. I had him for 25, had the ball in his hands oh, with really? 10 seconds to go, and... We got a, a lot of disposal. crosses last week, did we? Suck it up. That's it. Well, Friday night footy, Carlton and Sydney. This one should be an absolute cracker. Both teams are looking for that top four position, really, aren't they? So, talk to us through this one. Well, this
1: is the biggest game Carlton's played yeah. in in a decade. This is going to be Phew. unbelievable. A decade. In a decade, <laughs> they haven't wow. played in a game this big on a Friday night for a top four spot in a decade. Now. I think they can win. I think they can beat Sydney. I think they're playing really good footy. The one area they're down at the moment, De Koning in the ruck, I think he's really working hard. But you can see that they are struggling in the ruck department at the moment. Proust, I thought last week, had a really good first half. But let's talk about Paddy Cripps and his his record at Marvel Stadium because it's outrageous. Look at that three games this year, 35-35 for 35, and he's kicked five goals from his three games. But if I go back to round two, and I'm John Longmire... And I've got someone I need to stop. Callum Mills went to Patrick Dangerfield. Did a really good job on Patrick Dangerfield. Got the footy himself, did Callum Mills. So If I'm, uh, if I'm John Longmire, I'm doing that again. I have to send Mills to Patrick Cripps around the you stoppages. Think he's got
0: the capacity to stop it? And you
1: just look, I, you don't want him to get 35. You don't want him to get 30. If you can keep Paddy Cripps to 20, between 20 and 25, and not allow those one and two goals... That's a big win. And I think Mills would do that. So it's buyer beware. If they don't send him to Cripps, Cripps has a massive game. But for me, it's buyer beware. I normally back Paddy Cripps with you every week, but I'm just going to lay off him this week.
0: Well, I thought
1: that last week as well, but he always just seems to But manage. I, I think Carlton win this game.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's. I, agree, I tend to agree with who, who is going to be the team that actually shows some respect to Paddy? Because no one's done that yet. They started. We used to talk about Melbourne. I think it was Andy McGrath then went to Petrarca and then a few teams have followed since. But I think it's about time now that a team, in particular an individual, starts putting more time into Paddy Has anyone Kripps.
0: successfully tagged him this season?
2: Well, I don't think they're actually
0: uh, they, uh, Is a tag, there anyone in the, in the league able to?
2: No, I don't think is he's his being
0: been tagged. Powerful?
1: Well, no. The answer is no. Inside, it's hard, but you can restrict then the uncontested possessions yep. he gets, and they're, they're they're just as damaging as the ones where he feeds out. So then you can restrict the goal. So the stoppages, he's big at kicking goals from stoppages. Yep. Now, if you got your arm across in the defensive fifty on Paddy Cripps and say there's no way he's going to kick this goal or get this. He's on his own at most stoppages inside forward 50, Why so if no he can stop that. In them. So what's... well, Clubs like to set up the way they like to the set up. Back in, so it, back it, in their own system, their, yeah, own back in their own system, And that's the way they do it, which allows Paddy Cripps, because he is so good at that area, to do what he does. But you put a bit of time into yeah. it, you probably take 10 possessions off his final tally.
0: Now question, often, say a Dusty gets tagged or a Dangerfoot gets tagged, they move to the forward line. Would yep. Paddy Cripps would that happen to him, do you think? Do you think that he'd move forward?
1: Oh, I think if Michael Voss is sitting there and going, I'm not getting anything out of Cripps, he's being tagged, then you'd put him into the forward And If he's not getting tagged, yeah, we... he's just not getting a kick. You know, you deal with it. You just let him run through and work
2: it out. Yeah. But certainly it's a good move to have up your sleeve out of the goal square. Especially squad. with Mackay not being there. Charlie Kerno last week, you'd see was clearly the number one target inside yeah. 54 yep. Carlton so it may it may be to be kind of rob peter to pay poor in a sense but if patty's not having the impact but i I'll tell you again when i played on patty a number of times and my main focus was because he was so good around the ball it was more about just minimizing his impact i probably knew that i couldn't beat him at the end of the day but minimize it and then what he what he lacks is that outside spread and run but if yep. you let him just get off the chain and unwillingly just don't show him any yeah. respect. That's where he'll hurt you. But I think I think Callum Mills has then got the ability inside and then outside to actually hurt him.
0: So who's your your tip, Carlton? Who's your tip for this one?
2: Uh, uh, yeah, it may be the the match of the round, but I'm gonna, I'm going to go Sydney. Yeah, just yeah, uh, last week playing Essendon, but they had a couple of poor performances uh, prior to that, and and I think I think. They were they got the now the the cattle or the balance right now with Buddy back, Buddy finding some form, Isaac Heaney's form in the year. I think Sydney's a, a pretty good chance. Davy's brother Chad's going okay too. Davy brother Chad. Chad Warner. Yeah, Chad Warner. Good one. I
0: hate when I laugh at your jokes. Uh, Geelong and Port Adelaide. This one's down in Geelong. Porter, they're chugging along. They've taken that pressure off Ken Hinckley, but you can't see them beating Geelong down there, that's obviously their fortress, isn't
1: it? One of the toughest road trips, apart from maybe going to Fremantle to play over there at Perth Stadium at the moment. So we'll find out what Geelong are about. Mm-hmm. But we'll more we'll find out where Port Adelaide are. They've won the last yeah. four. They lost their first five. So they're playing good footy. They've beaten the Bulldogs in that run. I think the Bulldogs are still St. a pretty St. good St. side. St. And they're beaten St Kilda. So they're two pretty good scalps. So but now we find out whether Port Adelaide are really here to play because it's hard to win down there. There's the we've spoken about it before. The the, the length of the ground, the width of the ground, there's nothing like it in the AFL. Yeah. So it's hard to win down there. I expect the cats to win, but I don't expect them to win comfortably. So the
2: Fortress it once was though. We saw Ferdinand no. go there in number Freeman of weeks. Did well, yeah. yeah.
1: And I, I imagine they'd be watching that tape and just seeing how they did it because yeah. they stopped Jeremy Cameron that night as well. They stopped Zach Bailey. So uh, can they do that job again?
0: Well, speaking of Jeremy Cameron, do you think he's good for any goals this weekend, BJ? Uh, I
2: think being quite game last week and, and Wilkie did a, a great job on him and also the, the team defence around St Kilda and the support they had. But um, I think it's enjoys. The home deck down there in Geelong, as, as as does the Tomahawk, but I think Jeremy Cameron made his pop up. So look look for him two minimum, but it may be a night where I think. I think it'll be a high-scoring, I wouldn't say freewheeling shootout, but both teams pretty efficient with ball in hand now uh, and solid defensively. But I think it's a time where forwards kick four or five.
1: Connor Rosie's playing some pretty good footy through the midfield as well. Consistently, uh, I know he went to Cairns and he dropped off a bit. I don't think he had 21 or 22 that night. But since then, been very good. Would so have his algorithm then. Connor Rosie backing him. <laughs> but in talking about the algorithm, you have a look at uh, Zach Butters at the moment. His graph is going like this. Paul one week has 13, has 30. Drops back down to 14, up to 32. You can't trust a player like that to back him every week. So, Connor Rosey's my man at Port Adelaide.
0: And that's a good little player. Apparently better than Sam Walsh. Now, Western Bulldogs and the Gold Coast. And I think Gold Coast could be able to get the win here. They've been playing some really good footy. They are full of confidence. They're playing for Stuart Jew.
2: for you this week. I think week. it's
0: a good value bet, this one. Bulldogs, they're hitting me. So, it depends what Bulldogs turning up that day.
1: Size of the ground really helps... Um, the Suns when yeah, they play. You so you think they play, yes, play well CG. on smaller grounds. Last week, Metricon yep. Stadium, which is the smallest type ground, again here at Mars Stadium, which is the smallest type, and it'll be low scoring, so the Bulldogs have been for a scrap because the last few games here at Mars Stadium, apart from the one around 2022, uh, 21 last year, still 161 is not a big scoring game. All other games have been in the mid-120s, so expect it to be low scoring again.
0: Yeah, and who's going to be getting some goals there? Buku Karmis was good last week, he's an exciting young player, just playing his four he was. And there
1: was a lot of Bulldogs players that got off the leash last week. I can't see that happening again two weeks in a row. It's just some big numbers. I mean, some massive numbers. So, 41s, 37s, 35s, 34s. You've got five players, almost Bailey Dale, almost six players over 30 disposals. I don't think the Suns allow that to happen. The Suns are the number one pressure side in the AFL. They have been all year. They haven't been able to turn that into scores, but I don't expect to see those big numbers again. I'm going to back Bailey Dale again because he's my Ooh, anchor. You love Bailey every Dale. So, Bailey Dale's my anchor every week. I will back him. But those players, I can't see uh, Smith getting 43 again. I, I just don't think the Suns allow that sort of form.
0: Well, North Melbourne and Melbourne, obviously no one really is looking forward to this game unless you're <laughs> Melbourne. Uh, you just feel for North. It's just getting harder and harder for this one, isn't it, BJ? The, Melbourne obviously coming in dollar $1 favourites against the... Uh,
2: back-to-back a, to back weeks, is that the first time ever a team ever has It's the been... first
0: time ever that a team has gone dollar $1 favourites into yeah. two games in a row.
2: Oh. So, albeit it was it was against West Coast last week, but it, it doesn't... It's the
0: two worst games... It, it
2: doesn't look good for North Melbourne. We're waiting for a response. We've got a response after a couple of poor ones. It seems like David Noble's just at this point just kind of clutching at straws. It's like he's tried everything. He's tried the hard messaging, feedback. Apparently a number of guys didn't take it that well. A couple of Gen um, (laughs) Zers said, bring your mouth guard to training. There was a response after that week, but it it just seems like they're running out of ideas. I think the the players at some point need to take ownership and responsibility of what they're dishing up. So you take no confidence leading in from North Melbourne, hence why Melbourne are $1.01 and it's arguably just a no bet head to head, obviously, but load up on potentially
1: well, total goals as well. So, North Melbourne, I'll give you a stat. North Melbourne, from their Love defensive that. 50 to their forward 50, they get it in 5% of the time. When they travel from defensive 50, from 50. 5%. Yep. That is extraordinarily low. And now Melbourne are probably one of the best sides with Fremantle at stopping that. <laughs> so, the game is going to be played in Melbourne's half of the ground. So, this is the last five weeks. An average of 17.5 goals a game and 65 average mar- margin. So, that down the bottom there, the total goals over for Melbourne. I expect the way. Played knowing that North Melbourne, 5% of their at defensive marble. 50 goes into inside forward 50. I think Melbourne have to kick over 16 and a half goals, and you'd be looking at some big goal scorers. So I know we've been talking about Brailey, Bailey Fritch filling up the last few weeks, mm. but you've got Benny Brown. Someone at some point is gonna have a massive game for North Melbourne, effort uh, for Melbourne against North Melbourne. Is it the Fritcher? Look, I'm gonna be sports. backing, I'm gonna be backing a couple of these guys for four and five goals. So I'm gonna be taking both. All three. Ben Brown, Bailey Fritch, Tom McDonald. going to have a small wager on the four and five-plus. I'm not even going to bother about the three-plus. I think that's average. If they don't kick more than three, they haven't done their job.
0: Now, BJ, when you're playing against such a bad side, I guess, as a defender, how much of the ball are you getting? Are we going to be staying away from Lever and May this week?
2: Yeah, that's a good point, because if the ball is living in Melbourne's forward half, as we predicted... How much it, do they
0: inject themselves into the game? Well,
2: it's hard to, because you spend a lot of time setting up behind the ball, uh, essentially observing. So, if they, if they can't move the ball and they're not winning stoppages to get it...
0: Not many kick-ins either as well. With yeah, no, less, less no. kick-ins, so, so your man
2: Stephen May. He loves a kick-in.
0: And one, la- one last question without notice as well, guys. Is this going to two really easy easy games for Melbourne in a row? How are they going to come next week, do you think they're going that this is going to make it a little bit hard for them when they do play against the harder games do Do you well, think they're going to have any false next week you know that's that a week. big step up in terms of uh, standard of who they're playing against. It is
1: but when you look at Melbourne and their team system and their team defence, no they, they, they get up for things yep. and uh, they haven't disappointed anybody in the last few years. I think they had a poor game last year against the Tigers m- maybe mid-year, no against the the Bulldogs mid-year but then they came back and smashed them in the grand final. But. I mean it's it's only been they're, they're parts, parts of games. Where there's yeah. almost
2: any doubt. So yeah. regardless where they're playing, they've turned themselves into any anywhere, anytime, anyhow team. Yeah. They, they'll they'll get the job done. And that's what separates good yeah. great teams, right? That
1: was Ross's big mantra, wasn't it? That's Back right.
2: in the Saints. Oh I he's had an influence on that, me, hasn't he? Yeah. But it, it's true. They're past the point of any doubt for anyone. They yeah. should go into every game now as clear favourites. And I get what you're saying, because there can be lulls and the, just two what, in a row is a what, lot. That's what happens to good teams. Yeah. But great teams, it's the same approach, it's the same process every week, no matter who you're playing or where you're playing them.
0: They're very ruthless, aren't they? Well, the Saturday night games and Sunday coming up just on the other side of this.
1: Let's have a look at some of the Belly Hunters. There's some Belly Hunters around goals. I'm going to backdate Bailey Dale again.
0: What I really like about him is for any time goal, BJ, $2.45 for any time goal. He's had that last three weeks.
1: Todd Marshall playing some good footy. Oh, I think it's irresponsibly taking Jai Newcomb 25 plus when you've got Jack Sinclair in there who is playing at halfback. I think this is the perfect match. I try, I talk about trying to get $1.20 or a 20% lift on your money each week. So Brisbane are that, they're a dollar 20. Yep. On I night. can't see how Adelaide beat them. Definitely under. Fremantle average 57 points against per game, so they don't blow you away. Fremantle aren't going to go out and score 130 or 140
2: points. If you're looking for 20 plus disposals, the market's pretty healthy. I like that. A minimum 25 plus.
0: I actually as well really like Christian Petrak for two goals. I think that he's yeah. going to be sneaking up. Remember last time he played on this ground, 39 and two, mm. and he's paying $2.45 for two or more goals. Mm.
1: I've gone to the well again. Bailey Dale and Sam Doherty both to have 25 plus disposals. It's just an easy one. I think Carlton still win even though they've got some players out. And I think St Kilda can cover the line against Geelong.
0: I've got $50. I've got Charlie Cameron for three or more goals. I just think that he's Play so well against his old side. Brisbane, winning margin, 25-class. And Ben Keys, he's usually a lock in all of my same-game multis. For over 25, Melbourne, pick your own line for 64.5. It's going to be fun. Bailey Fritch, fill-up. And Petrarca, two or more goals is for a little bit of value. It's all well and good giving $1.20 picks here, but I was giving a $6.45 multi there, Bradley. Oh, she's nice. really... A well well couple well of done.
2: head <laughs> over here.
0: Well done. Yeah, a couple of $2.50 odds, yeah. you know
2: you you, you load it up this week, haven't you, George? Who's giving you who's giving you your tips? Who, who AFL your tables.
0: Tip AFL tables. Best side on the internet. We'll see when
1: it comes to the telly. <laughs> who's in front?
0: <laughs> Alright, we'll have a look. Uh, Adelaide and St Kilda. Adelaide gave it a crack last week against Brisbane. They were pretty good the first half. Brisbane obviously came through the second half very well. So, Brownie, uh, not Brownie, BJ, take us into the coach's box in this one they are a little bit of a sniff against St Kilda.
2: Well, I think we all agree on that, mainly because being a young team, they had a couple of poor weeks. So they go in last week, they put up a really yeah. good fight, leading by three points at halftime against yeah. Brisbane. Yeah, they'll be the second best team it's in the competition. quarter effort they need. To, That's right. It? So there's always a bounce back because what you get with young teams is is you get lulls and you get lows. So they've had two poor ones, weren't able to sustain it against Brisbane for four quarters. So there's going to be a bounce back, and we think possibly it's going to be this week. So mm. uh, from their point of view um, and what they're what they're really good at when they play well is minimising scores from turnovers, from their turnovers. So that should be a focus for them because they're really aggressive with the football. we are seeing their intent trying to get the ball back through the corridor. It's a bit of an old method, but they're, they're going about it in a certain way that when they get it right, there's a really good balance. So this week is not to overplay that against a good opposition in St Kilda. So minimise their scores from turnovers. If you want to touch some, some individuals that Adelaide need to look after and put some time in, Then I think there's three that's there now. It's Max King which is the yeah. obvious one up forward. Yeah. Brad Crouch now that Steele's going to be missing a number of weeks. And he's had a really good month of footy, Crouch. And being up against your old team, you, you know that there's a little bit of sting in it. You want to do better than most weeks. or just You've got that, a little bit more of a motivation to do well. And the other guy, one of your men, Brownie, is Jack Sinclair. Mm, they need to put some well. time. So you've got Crouch inside that sets him up. And they've got Jack Sinclair on the outside that uses the ball so well. And then you've got King up forward that is clearly their number one man. So they need to put some time into those three.
1: So the only thing that can stop Adelaide, I believe Adelaide are a big shot in this game. I think St Kilda are due for a lacklustre game. But Paddy Ryder and Royal Marshall, their tap work last week in the third quarter. So Geelong were controlling the game quite comfortably. It was a 20-point lead at one stage. And Me then too, the, game, think, yep. the game just completely changed from beautiful ruck work. So Paddy Ryder, if he has a big game and he's allowed to give it to Sinclair, he's allowed to give it to Crouch, uh, Seb Ross in the middle and the Billings and all these players, it's going to be tough for Adelaide. So if the game's played in St Kilda's forward half the ground, St Kilda win comfortably. But if they can get on top or just break even at that ground level. 50-50 balls in the middle of the ground. I'll give them a chance. Tex Walker, first goal scorer, was again last week. Didn't really do much after that, but two in a row. He's a first quarter expert, Tex Walker. So if if you're following an Adelaide game, you'd have to back Tex Walker. And the other player who's had a little bit to their forward line has been McAdam. Had a wonderful five weeks, McAdam. He's kicked multiple goals in four of those. He's had a zero game in between in the third game of those. But uh, I'm going to be backing McAdam again. again this week.
0: Well, there you go. That's why he has so many green ticks because you just don't stop just talking. Throw <laughs>
2: Rich- more contests you get to, the more you're going to get. Exactly
0: right. Uh, the Dreamtime game. This is one of those gorgeous games to be able to go and experience Richmond and Essendon. I'm really looking forward to this one, just because how good Richmond are playing at the moment. Uh, Richmond are a frustrating team to watch because their supporters are so annoying. But <laughs> <laughs> geez, when they play well, it's an exciting brand of footy, isn't it? And how good's their forward line going at the moment?
1: Forward line's going well, but. Even more important of that, their back line is settled again now because obviously you've got uh, Dylan Grimes back there who's playing good football. Vlostone is absolutely flying. And then you've got um, Rioli at half-back flank. I think he's playing career-best football at the moment. Throw in Tom Lynch, who's taking contested marks. Nan Curvis was probably best on last week. And then they get Prestia back. They get Lambert back. All of a sudden, you've got 21 premiership players yep. playing in that side last week. So it's going to be hard for the Bombers. Um, we were expecting a response from the Bombers, whether we get it or not. But they're coming up against Dustin Martin who we spoke last week about Lance Franklin's record against um, Essendon. This record, um, this speaks for itself. This is just the dream time. If I was to show you Dustin Martin last five years just against Essendon, there's 43 possessions in there. There's a couple of 38s and four goals in there. But this is just at the dream time, particularly from 2014 on. He has had a field day against the Bombers in this game and he'd have to be right up there in the Iukan Award.
0: Yeah, I like him for some some goal scoring. Do you think you'd be, if you're looking at one or the other goal scoring or disposals, what do you think of Dusty just coming back after a, a bit of a stint yeah, away?
1: Slowly, he'll, he'll play more midfield time. He had 20 disposals last week, yeah. but he'll, he'll spend more time forward. He's a forward half of the ground player. So for me, Dusty, three goals. Shea Bolton, so, two now, goals.
0: Now, do you think it's going to be a high-scoring event? Richmond and Essendon at the G and how they usually go there?
2: Well, history suggests that, that uh, Essendon struggle to keep opposition scores under 90 yeah. points. So you'd expect them to be around the mark Or around the 100-point mark, and then obviously Essendon's ability or lack of ability to score has been a real issue. So if you're looking for that Richmond um, and total points, it's I may potentially stay away that more so because you're not sure what Essendon are going to dish up. But I agree. I think because of the the uh, mismatches that um, Richmond will have with Dusty going forward, and because of the um, I guess the lack of Experience in Essendon's defence. Mm. When you throw Jack Rewalt, Tom Lynch, who's arguably the best tall forward in the competition the last six weeks, and then you throw Dusty in there, mm. I don't think I don't think there's a player that can literally play on Dusty when they have to show so much respect yeah. to both Lynch. What well, so. is the market here? The
0: Bolton. The price for him for three goals is huge.
2: It is very good. It
1: is a good price. Um, Dustin Martin for four plus goals, three plus goals. But Tom Lynch, we think every week that you know he's going to have to have a down week, but he continues to kick goals, and you come up against Essendon, so he's going to get Laverde who's a very good player, but he's playing undersized at the moment. So you'd have to think Tom Lynch has got the structure, the speed, and the form and confidence at the moment to be three, four at a minimum.
0: Do you think he's a sneaky Coleman chance? Lynch?
1: Tom Lynch? absolutely. Do you think yeah.
0: that he is the clear front runner now?
1: Oh, he's a front runner. Um, Tom Hawkins, uh, very consistent Tom Hawkins, three or four goals weekly. Charlie Kernow is, is this, an option as is well. Is this
2: the best form that Tom Lynch has shown? throughout his yeah
1: I think so. The most consistent form. Yep. Both kicking goals and taking contested and marks and impacting games. So when Richmond were flying and they're beating everybody, Tom Lynch getting on the end of it, he kicked 60-odd goals that Premiership mm. year. Yeah, You'd expect him to be able to kick those goals. But Richmond haven't been travelling well and then he's done it when... They've needed him, and he's really like taken size. Well, he's to the now become
0: the the number one, as opposed yeah. to being second fiddle to Reed yep. Walt now, hasn't he? Yep. Well, I've gone here, ding, ding, ding. Bet with mates, kitty time. Oh, I'm yeah. going for mine, and I'm going head to head, Richmond here. I just don't see Essendon. What are they a dollar five? No, they're a dollar twenty odd. Um, I dollar twenty six. There you go. I, Richmond, um, Essendon will respond. You'd think they will they have with to what's want. been happening in the media this week, the Dylan Shule stuff, Heppel on the, on the couch. There's a lot. There that you think they will respond, but I don't think they'll be able to get up. Did you your
1: mate Dice go on the couch? How'd you
2: how you find that? Um, a tough position Couldn't to be have in. Could put himself up. Correct, yep. and he, he probably would have agreed to that a couple of weeks ago. So it's to him, he would have been. This is yep. this has gone from Worst bad. Worst thing to we worse. have to do. Yeah. Um, but for mine, it didn't. He didn't handle a couple of questions that well, to be honest. Yeah, which was. Um, a little bit disappointing that he wasn't more prepared than what he what he should have been.
0: Oh, it's a tough tough situation for those Essendon guys. I do feel for them. GWS and West Coast. Well, GWS, you'd hope, will get the win here. You can't see West Coast. Their injury list is still Surely absolutely not. huge. Um, yeah, I mean, how do, how do you bet into a game like this where there's such big...
1: We can't. There's no value in this game at all. So for me, I look at that and it's almost like, um, take a sec before you bet, Um, I know we have that promo, um, or it's not a promo, it's it's advice, you don't have to bet in this game and I don't think there's any reason to. So West Coast have been poor in last quarters. GWS, though, have lost every last quarter this season. I back Carlton in that market, so there's not even an edge there. Mm. So, look, GWS win this game, but it's not
2: a game for betting to. Total points, do you think that... not betting.
0: You're not even betting into that? Don't you want to look at, entertain the thought of Toby Green kicking a
2: bunch? Did did GWS get the, uh, the kind of the new coach kind of spike or... The caretaker coach so. spike. You'd okay. hope so. So, so. You hope there's four a to six weeks. It's a nice
1: start. Yeah. not Coast just this week. week I'm yeah. more yeah.
2: about. I'm probably more talking about. Yeah, the next six weeks. Yeah. Because they arguably still could make the finals, which I still find well, kind of interesting.
1: first nine games, they've played seven sides who have been in the top eight, yeah. so they've had a tough run. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, there you go. But take a sec before you bet. Always um, Hawthorne and Brisbane. Brisbane travelling down here. Um, you know they're not. The best travellers down to Melbourne Um Brisbane. It's in Tasmania. It's in Tasmania, it's in Tasmania but so it's a tough, idiot, it makes But it's
2: it even, it even tougher. Brisbane hasn't, hasn't performed that well. It's a
1: danger yeah. game. Um, now, Hawthorne, people are jumping off Hawthorne at the moment and their midfield is struggling. Um, Tom Mitchell didn't play last week. But let's clear it up that they've been playing pretty good footy. So they pushed Melbourne. Lost by nine points against Melbourne. So it's a very good effort. Hawthorne... With 25 points up against the Tigers last week. Don't forget that. 25 points up and then the game fell away. The game fallen away a couple of times. They did it against Sydney as well. So this is good opposition. Melbourne, Richmond, Sydney. Up in two of those and really pushed the demons. So is their form as bad as what it looks? Now you go down here against Brisbane, who have had to travel two weeks in a row now. It is a danger game. Do you
0: think that line of 20 is enticing them for Hawthorne? I like the line.
1: The Hawthorne line, for me, is certainly a good one.
0: And you you think the Brisbane are a little bit too short here to even... I think they're too
1: short in this game. Yep. Look, if, if I'm in a tipping competition, I'm tipping Brisbane. But I certainly like a, a line 20-point head start. There's been big fill-ups against Hawthorne defenders. Yep. So um, Tom Lynch did it. Peter Wright did it, as you can see on the screen. Benny Brown... Now, Charlie, I don't think they've got a match up for Charlie Cameron and your man Zach Bailey, so I, I wouldn't mind going Charlie Cameron and Zach Bailey two, Zach three,
2: week, is it, this week? Four goals. <laughs> I'm only, I'm only about Charlie months, Cameron, 15,
1: 15 goals in his last four Easy games, man pretty at the handy. Minute, yeah. So I'm backing him and Bailey, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Hawks win this game. I'm going to take him at the line.
0: What do you think about this one head to head?
1: I again? think there's a
2: bit of value for and I, I, I agree with for everything Brownie just said that. that their form's not as bad. They're good. He's actually really good and are able to challenge and compete against, you know, the best four teams in the competition. So Brisbane, again, they're due, as good as they are and experienced they are. They're still due... And
0: Hawthorne is so good down in Tasmania.
2: Yeah, that's right. And they're due for, it like, a bit of a lull at some point, and it's whether you who you play you come up against a desperate team in Hawthorne and want to get back on the winners' list that you need a number of things to go right to keep the ball rolling and yeah. keep, keep getting these wins. So, and again, they haven't performed overly well in the past. Brisbane, when they've gone down there and they've been clear favourites, they haven't come out on top. So, um, but I reckon Charlie Cameron's your man since Joe Danaher's absence and his injury. Um, there's no they're a smaller forward line, but he's he's your number one forward, he plays yeah. deep, he has. 30-40 you know, forty metres of space. And when a guy of his size, being so quick and agile, and then has the ability to mark overhead, when you give him a bit of time and space around him, they're in a bit of trouble. So it might even might even be a fill-up.
1: And we record trouble. this show before the teams are out, so we don't know whether Tom Mitchell's playing. We expect him to come back in, being managed last week. He's a dollar sixty for twenty-five plus disposals. Now Tom Mitchell can have fifty disposals in a game. So. It's been a long time since I've seen Tom Mitchell. A big price for 25-plus, to suppose. He had two poor games leading into his manage or his break last week, so I expect him fresh yeah, to come back. Plus. I mean, 25-plus for me, I'm, I'll be backing Tom yeah, Mitchell at like that.
0: He's a bit of a ball magnet. Now, your favourite segment, because it's kind of named after you, the brown, another one, another yeah. brown one of these low medal. Yeah. Who, yeah. How do you, you see Lockie Neal? He's come into a little bit of value for Well, he's charging. Paddy
1: yeah. Cripps is my man, but let's have a look at Lockie Neal's last five games. and. I have to give him the three again last week, and he's second behind Paddy Cripps at the moment. He's second favouritism at $5 for the Brown Loan medal. Um, How many
0: best-ons do you need to win, do you think, to be able to win the Brown Loan? I think,
1: with the way midfielders are at the moment, I think you'd le- need at least eight best-on grounds. Eight best-on. Because, votes. let's be honest, 30 votes or around... It's average these days. Back in 2005 when Benny Cousins won it. Why he won that? it with 18 or 19 votes. Why is that? I just think that there's no tagging anymore. Um, Midfield, they flick the ball it's around. It's become more it's, of a midfield. medal. bigger num- It's more of a midfield medal now than it was 20 years ago. And a, and a ruckman or a midfielders have won it every year for the last 20 years. So there's bigger numbers now. Like it wasn't 10 years ago. Players weren't getting 35, 36, 37 regularly like Paddy Cripps is doing at the moment. So there's it's bigger a numbers game now
0: as well, where they're moving the ball around. Yeah, more in
1: and the handball game. For me, better players get better in this competition. I think the I think the calibre of player at the bottom end of the AFL spectrum is not where it needs to be. I think there's some players playing AFL that... Well, you that do
0: think that you'd get 20-2. and two. <laughs> 20,
2: No, no. 25 Not that they're not AFL 30. worthy.
1: I'm not going to say that. But I just think that the, the depth of talent at AFL More at things. the moment isn't what it was. And I think that the better players, the Crips, the Lockie Neal, they, stand they really stand out. So yep. there's a big chasm. Yeah, big chasm. Big chasm. Mm. Okay. It, there
0: you go. Well, last game and a hundred dollar play coming up, just on the other side of this. Hello, welcome back. In the back pocket, one more game to go, Brownie. If you had to play in this game, how many would you get?
1: Probably twenty and kick throw. Against Freya or for Freya? Uh, it'd be tough against Freya, yeah. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I'd probably have to get a couple up. But, but Jude actually last week got an award uh, under nines for tackling. He got the tackling award. And I'm yeah. not sure we really that, that from probably you that from me at all.
0: <laughs> didn't learn that from you at all. That's what happens when you have four kids, they attack each other. Fremantle <laughs> and Collingwood, though. Fremantle coming into this one as hot favourites, understandably. Collingwood, there. You know, that team that's quite young, they need to get into some form.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't go with this with your bet with mates. You probably could have uh, malted Rich into Fremantle. Ooh. No,
0: I only need a dollar twenty. We're no, not having to go more you do. than that. Look, they
1: beat Collingwood. They beat Collingwood for mine. That's my yeah. tip in this game. Uh, Collingwood struggling at the moment. Their centre-bounce clearance work last week was diabolical against Richmond. So if the game is played in Fremantle's half of the ground, I just can't see how Collingwood kick a big, big enough score to even trouble Fremantle. We said last week, before the game they lost, they only averaged 57 points against. So if their centre bounce work is not where it needs to be. Yeah. Fremantle win this game. It's just by how far.
0: So you'd think that it's going to be potentially unders in this one, but I wouldn't be going near any of the Collingwood forwards for any goals either, would you?
2: Uh, no, potentially not, just because of how good defensively yeah. Fremantle are. So even the guys that we've touched on in other weeks in uh, Mycek and uh, Ginevan. Is, may, may struggle for them, but I think one area that you can load up again is is Fremantles midfielders in particular. So we touched on it last week, uh, and Blake and Jordan Clark, Hayden Young, Caleb Strong. There's a lot of green there, and what I'm saying yep. is consistency. So you still got Blake Akers now for 20 plus. He's boarding on, on, on Brownie's line there where he's untouchable, Roll him into a same-game yeah. multi. But these other guys, Hayden Young, Brownie, is one guy that you want to single out potentially. Well, the trend is your friend.
1: The trend is your friend for Hayden Young. So four games in a row now, over 25-plus disposals, and he's getting easy ball as well. So I think you'd be backing him. I'm looking at Blake Akers' Uh, you, you mentioned Black Acres. I think Bailey Dale's around that same twenty eight dollar forty seven dollar forty eight at the moment. But you'd be taking Bailey Dale before you took Black Acres.
0: Yeah, and what about Jack Crisp? He's been getting a lot of goals lately. Hasn't he been moving full Crispy, kicking
1: a, kicking a goal? And
0: do you think more of their midfielders are going to be getting goals and forwards in this game? Do you think they're going to be spending much time in their forward 50? I think it's
1: going to be hard work, full stop. Yeah. <laughs> hard work, full stop for the Pies. But look, they do travel well, Collingwood. Wherever they've played, they've always travelled well. So they'll give a good account of themselves. But Fremantle, they'll be stung by last week. They yep. 29 more inside 50s than mm. Gold Coast. They're it's still a tough lost. conditions
0: last yeah. week, though. I think how how do you have 29
1: that? more inside fifties? So, look, they, they would be saying, OK, we need to tighten up a bit this week about how our entries are going inside forward 50. Being back at home, it all just loads up for a Fremantle win.
0: Yeah, well, let's get into our $100 play. Let's have a look at how we went last week. I'm probably looking forward to this. I think I had a pretty good week. Oh,
1: isn't time. she? Fremantle,
0: the only one letting me down. Brownie, obviously. As you can see,
1: the kitty... Um, uh, BJ's gone further into administration <laughs> there. That was And, to get me uh, back. and you, on top of that, you've actually lost two bet with mate Kitty. So <laughs> you are flying at the moment. But um, as you can see, me and Georgie are holding up the fort. And... You were crowing, Georgie, until you
2: saw the fact that I'm almost $200 ahead of I, you. Yeah,
0: I think I've had a couple of stiff losses as well earlier.
2: I'm back, I'm back this week. I've, you want to throw it me straight away? Because I've got a seven-leg multi. that's Seven
1: okay.
0: <laughs> Well, let's get into our $100 plate. So <laughs> we each get $100. We can put on whatever we want. Brownie, you mm-hmm. kick us off. Where are you playing with this week?
1: Well, if Tom Mitchell plays, I mentioned earlier in the program. If Tom Mitchell does play, twenty-five plus, I suppose he's dollar sixty for twenty-five. Yeah. And that man, John Newcombe, I mentioned him last week. Don't take him over twenty-five with Jack Sinclair. Yeah. He got 22, but he's their major midfielder at the moment. Yeah. So expect Newcomb. So it's just a pretty easy one. $50 into Tom Mitchell and also that man, Jai Newcomb. And the other one, I think Carlton Winter. They're the value in this multi for me. Carlton and Richmond and Fremantle. The other two that I said are pretty short in this one. So it's a head-to-head. Carlton, Fremantle and Richmond. So if Mitchell doesn't play, I'll go back to the tried and true Doherty and also oh, Bailey-Dale Sinclair combination hearing off the path. Bj,
2: Kelner dollar equal favourites for Sydney. You reckon they value a sure thing?
1: I'm not. I don't think they're a sure thing. But every now value. and again, you have got to go value. Yeah, and that's where I'm a value. Well, last week you, Do you
0: went know what a value good. hunter
2: is, Bj. <laughs> yeah, last I week for value did, all the time.
0: You <laughs> went straight out one bet last week. Do you know you what a value hunter is.
2: On that was a Let good him. bet. Yeah. That was a good bet up yeah. until it lost. Yeah, well done. Oh, <laughs> this Himmelberg. week it's on. I, I t- Himmelberg had a shot. 30 no, We've got the same
1: multi cash out now. I know. Yeah. But I look so away. I, I go. One.
2: He's going back. He's going to take his time and kick this. Mm. I look away from the television screen, and all of a sudden the, the umpire's given it a point. I'm like, what is going on with 30 seconds to go? I've never, I've never it watched. It is the roller of punting. Give Correct. us
0: your hundred dollars. All right,
2: this is it. GWS uh, Freo Brisbane to win. I think that's yeah. pretty, pretty seventy-eight. so come on, I've gone to a, a, a yep. safe thing. But this this, is, this will get me back in uh, the green. My $50 multi, it's Paddy Cripps, Sam <laughs> Doherty, Callum Mills, Jake Lloyd. They're all loading up. They're all yep. loading up in that game. Yep. So, yep. W- yes, when you look at it in isolation, there's seven legs. looks yep. a bit much. But look at it in isolation. And then you look at the next game in the Bulldogs and Gold Coast. Tuke Miller, Noah Anderson. Yep. And then Adam Trelaw who's found. It's all so pretty solid. Found some. If form. Mills and Crips play, eleven dollars twenty-five. If Crips
1: and Mills play on each other, that's your only concern. Cri- yeah,
2: well, so, you threw a spanner in the works earlier, but I still think right, I'm 25-plus. I'm watching this one tomorrow night,
1: and if Mill starts to go... I'm sure I'm going to text
2: there, the WhatsApp will be going off again. I'll be there. I'll be watching. No, I
0: like it. I like it. What Dream you got, big. Parker? I've gone... I've just gone two Maltese... No, two bets of this one. I've chucked $80 on Petrarca for two or more goals. 80 $80. $2.02 for him to kick two or more goals. They're playing uh, north, don't forget. He... Should oh, be doing that. Trip. And my second one, I've gone Paddy for only mm. 25, though. Walsh, 30. And Carlton, 1-39. to 39. I don't think they're going to be going by more than 40 points. And I think that's where you're getting value
1: $2.45 for them, 1-39. to 39. It's only $1.90 head-to-head. Pepsi. So if
0: you think they're going to win, I think that's where you're going do to you be. Do you
1: think moving. Carlton are going
0: to win? I think, obviously.
1: Say, say Carlton again. <laughs>
0: Apparently I say Carlton wrong. I can't do anything right here. But if you are having a punt on the footy this weekend, punters, please enjoy it. But make sure you always do your gamble responsibly.